For today's Geo Quiz, we're taking you up to Alaska. Alaska has been one of our 50 states since 1959, but before that, other nations had claims on the territory. Spain was one. You can hear some Spanish influence in some of Alaska's place names today, but it was a different nation that had a larger colonial presence there. And it was from that country that the United States purchased Alaska in 1867. Price tag: 7.2 million dollars. So quick, who do we buy Alaska from? Well, the answer is Russia. Today, Russia's role in Alaska's history is kind of hard to see, except in Ninilchik. The tiny village is about a hundred miles southwest of Anchorage. Here's the backstory. Not too long ago, in the summer of 1997, a Russian linguist named Mira Bergelson and her husband were in Alaska studying a local native dialect, and she got a strange email. A group of native Alaskans wanted her to come and check out their language, which they were desperately trying to save before the few remaining speakers passed away. Bergelson and her husband were intrigued, so they went to Ninilchik and met with some of the villagers, and they discovered the language was not a rare native dialect at all. It was Russian, more accurately, a version of Russian that had been frozen, you might say, up in the cold Alaska wilderness for nearly a century. These people were the descendants of when Alaska was part of Russian Empire. The Russians came to Alaska through trade. The way Russia was represented in that part of the world was like you know, British Indian Company. The same way Russian Empire had so-called Russian American Company, it was organized officially in 1799, and Alaska was sold to the United States in 1867. So 68 years. During that time, Russian colonists had settled in the village of Ninilchik, and their descendants continued to speak Russian. But over time, their language evolved into a weird hybrid of native and Russian words, plus a few English ones too. Bergelson says you might even recognize one of them. There is a Russian, a Russian word. I mean, a word made in Ninilchik, a normal way to refer to a kid. It is babychka. Can you hear something in it with your English? Yes, it is made from baby, but it is with Russian suffix. But the legacy of Alaska's Russian past goes beyond language, says Bergelson. These people are you know, normal Americans at the moment. They live in American houses. They lead the American lifestyle, but still, they have a, a something about their lives that defines them first as Native American group with its own heritage. But what is fantastic about is that their Native American heritage is Russian in a way. They talk about makula, which means homebrew, or they talk about samovar, of course, the Russian way to drink tea. In a way, they like to pass time as Russians. They like to sing songs. And that well-known Russian love of singing helped Bergelson ingratiate herself to the few Russian speakers left in Ninilchik. It had been a long time since many had spoken the language. Plus, some of them were in their 80s and 90s and were suspicious of Bergelson's motives. These people went to an American school, but they didn't know English at that time. They spoke Russian, and they had problems in that school. They were not allowed to speak Russian. When they spoke Russian, their mouth was washed with soap. They had very mixed memories. Their language was dear for them. It was their language. Some of them still spoke it in the families, but they were not very welcoming us. And、um, at some point, there was a party. Organized, 
where we were invited to meet with these people. And there was some, you know, music, singing. And at some point, my little daughters, they sang a song, a traditional Russian song, Slavne more Svishenny Baikal. Russians like to sing songs like that. You're not a prisoner. You're not escaping. You don't live in Siberia. You live comfortable in Moscow. But you like songs like that. And when my daughters sang it, I mean, some of them were crying. I saw tears in their eyes. And it changed the attitude, kind of opened the doors. Next day we could go to, to talk to people who didn't want to talk to us before. This was the song that touched the hearts of those Russian speakers from the village of Nanilchik in Alaska more than a decade ago. Bergelson says there are only a handful of Russian speakers still alive in Nanilchik today, but the younger generation has picked up the torch to try and revive the dialect. You're listening to The World on PRI.